We are Chris and Katie, two Jesus girls lovingly referred to as two JGs, who want to share our hearts, our triumphs, and even our misses as we awaken to the gifts of the best. The B is for the Blessed Mother, E, Eucharist and other sacraments, S, Scripture and Saints, and T, Traditions of the Catholic Faith. You'll see how we wrap each episode around this simple and joyful approach to not only knowing our faith, but actually living it in our everyday lives. Let's get started. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Today, we are going to talk about this scripture and really the overarching definition, I think, of what this really means even. And it comes down to one word, humility. And one of our favorite definitions of humility is, there is a God and you are not it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a beautiful paraphrase. (laughs) God is God and you are not. That's you right. actually taught me that years ago, Katie. I love it that you have said that. I don't well, know where you learned that. Well, it simplified it for me. I love it. Of course, I go for the catechism definition, <laughs> which is the virtue by which a Christian acknowledges that God is the author of all good, humility avoids inordinate ambition or pride, and provides the foundation for turning to God in prayer. So see, that's Chris goes to that and Katie goes to God is God and you are not. (laughs) It's a good reminder. Exactly. And truly, we probably will hit on a B, an E, an S, and a T today because humility is so foundational. And there's so much to learn from not only our church and what the church teaches, but from different saints and from different practices within the church and devotions. Absolutely. I love in the Navari Bible commentary, which I need the commentary. I need to understand, you know, what truly the scripture means. And two of our favorites would be the Didache Bible Mm -hmm. and all of the commentary comes from the catechism. So it's so solid and it's so great, helps you understand it, but also this Navari Bible commentary And in this um, explanation, in the commentary, it talks about the poverty of spirit that this scripture comes to. And it says it was more to do with a religious attitude of neediness and of humility towards God than with material poverty. So that person is poor who has recourse to God without relying on his own merits and who trusts in God's mercy to be saved. So it comes down to, we need humility really Mm -hmm. to be able to trust and to be able to have that faith. And even the word mercy that you just said, I was reading something and I was talking about the litany of trust and it was really going back to mercy. And I always thought of God's mercy more in terms of forgiving my sins, Mm -hmm. but it really was talking about God's mercy in terms of how much he loves us. So when we understand that and when we accept that, but you have to be humble and have humility and practice humility to put God in his rightful place. But when we understand that he is our Lord, I think we understand all the goodness that he wants to give us. Well, you were talking about how when you were praying the rosary, the joyful mysteries, and give us that. I mean, set the scene for us, Katie. Okay. <laughs> Sadly, I shared with Chris <laughs> that I was on a bike ride years ago, which first of all, you have to know, like probably was like my, my last bike ride I was on. 
It's not like I ride my bike a lot, but maybe I should. Maybe it's that active movement that got my brain going. But I was praying the rosary and riding my bike, um, which could be (laughs) quite a combination. But it did dawn on me that, you know, I got to the, I was praying the joyful mysteries. And the first joyful mystery was the Annunciation and praying for the fruit of humility. And then when I got to the second of the visitation and praying for charity, it it was very impressed upon me that without humility, we cannot be charitable. But then when I got to the third in nativity and praying for that poverty of spirit, again, it was back to that foundation of humility, that humility then leads us to charity and love Mm -hmm. that leads us to a detachment, getting to the fourth and just the presentation and obedience that we cannot obey without humility, without charity, without detachment. And then it kind of all culminated right. when I got to my, in my destination um, of the of finding Jesus in the temple and that joy of finding Jesus. Mm-hmm. But it was just so impressed upon me that without humility, that joy of finding Jesus was impossible. And the Blessed Mother shows us that humility in her yes, that yes of Lord, I believe that you are my Lord Mm -hmm. and I believe in your promises. And yes, I will do whatever you say. I will, by your means, become the mother of your son, Jesus. And I always, when I hear her, yes, I think of her fiat, right? And her her, um, cooperation with grace. But it also was her proclamation of faith. You know, it was truly like, you are my Lord and my God. Yes. Not a maybe, not a, I'll do it tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> or my yeses can be a little, not, you know, I want them to be fully, sure. a full yes. Yeah. A, a, a complete cooperation mm-hmm. with whatever it is God has in store, which takes us what you were saying, the proclamation of faith. And that makes me think of the centurion in Matthew 8, 8, and also in Luke's gospel, um, there's an account of him who was a, a Roman soldier and he was over, you know, they say over a hundred people. And when he told people to do whatever they wanted, they had to do what he said. But one of his um, people were sick and he came to the Lord and said, you know, this person is sick and I need you to heal them. And Jesus said, well, I'll come right away. And in his humility, he said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and and my friend will be healed. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but Mm -hmm. these are the words that we say before we receive the Eucharist, the Eucharist that is truly Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Mm -hmm. And our, our statement of faith, repeating his words, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, come into my soul. But Lord, I believe, only say the word and my soul will be healed. Mm-hmm. And and I admit that I, for a long time, would say those words and not really know what I was saying, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my favorite things at the moment is this Bible in a year. Yes, with Father Mike Schmidt. Well, yes, but also this other one. <laughs> so it's this Bible in a year, and it's from um, Augustine Institute. And one of the one of the things was talking about the centurion. And first of all, was it was at the very beginning. It was talking about when when the Bible says "behold," 
that is pay attention, Mm. listen closely, you know? And so I've been putting a rectangle around every behold and I'm only in Exodus and I have put so many rectangles, but God is telling us, pay attention to this. And right before when they say, behold, this is the lamb of God, God, before we say about the centurion, it's like, pay attention, you know, listen, pay attention, look closely. And now I find myself saying those words, but I'm also saying my Lord and my God that it, and I'm recognizing that that is a proclamation of faith that I'm making in that moment. And it's become so much more powerful for me, mm-hmm. you know, especially, and it disposes me to receive the Eucharist in a, in a whole different way, I think. Well, and humility does dispose us mm-hmm. to the grace, this recognition of unworthiness. And sometimes I think that we can put that in terms of we're putting ourselves down or what have you, right. but that's, that's the twistedness that I think the world wants to twist the meaning of things mm-hmm. or Sometimes I can think of, Lord, I am not worthy. And that's a beautiful place to be. That is, I'm not worthy on my own. Without you, I am nothing. It is your strength that leads me to do your will. Help me, Lord, in my weakness. And Katie, the Corinthians um, scripture that you had quoted earlier too when, when we were talking. Yes. Second Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. And it just talks about that we, we, we gloat in our weaknesses. Like we should be proud when, Mm -hmm. because when we are weak, he is strong that, you know, and, and, you know, we've talked about this too, Chris, whenever we're feeling like we've got it pretty together, (laughs) it's like, we're always headed for a fall. Like that should be kind of my red flag. Like, girl, (laughs) you do not have it all together and you're headed for something. Right. But it is in the Eucharist where we gain the strength. It is the strength and the grace of his body, blood, soul, and divinity that helps us to live this virtue of humility in our lives. That not just at that moment, we're recognizing our need for him. It's just not in certain circumstances, but it's this total dependence on God for all that we need. Mm-hmm. And I do love this idea of um, even our physical body that we are kneeling before, as you say, our Lord and our God. And if we can, no matter what distractions are happening during Mass or before we begin the Eucharistic prayer, with I have shared this before, but with my daughter, like right before we start to kneel and before the Eucharistic prayer begins, I say, here comes the miracle mm-hmm. to really focus on what's about to happen and to recognize that our Lord and our God is coming to us to come under our roof, to come into our soul, to heal all that is broken, to mm-hmm. heal all that is within us that it prevents us from right. living this virtue of humility. Which makes me really think of a spiritual communion too, because we might not be going to a daily mass or, you know, but we still want to make that proclamation of faith. We still want to invite that grace into our day. And one thing I had read years ago is a question to ask myself, maybe during a morning offering or spiritual communion, but who or what really governs my day or my choices? Mm-hmm. And when you're putting the Lord first and you're making him, like what that really means, my Lord and my God, 
that should govern your choices and that should govern your day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's just a good, another way of. Well, it's an opportunity. Uh It's an invitation. It's funny because I, in some spiritual direction, I, the priest was saying to me, well, be careful, Chris, when you say should. (laughs) <laughs> That's you, you know, asserting your control over things mm-hmm. too. And and it is hard for me sometimes. I mean, I'll fully admit, and, and I'm not having false humility here, but, you know, I definitely can struggle with pride or, you know, wanting things my way or having, you know, I have a certain way that I, I see things going and it makes me think of my daughter, Lexi. I was saying once to our family, we were having a little family chat and I'm like, I think I'm pretty easy going. I think I'm pretty <laughs> laid back and easy, you know, in my mothering. And Lexi looked at me and she was like, yeah, when it goes your way. And she was young when she said that. I'm like, what? Like, wow, out of the mouth of babes, man. Holy cow. I didn't really recognize it, but it really gave me um, an opportunity to kind of pull up and say, well, is that true? Is is that? And Mm -hmm. and there is truth in that. So, well, that's the human condition. mm -hmm. You know, that is our human nature. And, you know, you and I have talked about like this holy detachment and heavenly consideration that when we're trying, you know, and it's hard and we don't always do that, but when we're trying to look at things from God's view mm-hmm. and not in it with our own worldly eyes, well, first things become so much more beautiful. <laughs> like, sure do. You know, it really is. And, you know, I love, we talk about the mosaic, you know, or, or the, the, I don't know what that's called, but the, the quilt on the wall where on the front, it looks beautiful. And then on the back, it's just mangly and like what we see in the world. Mm-hmm. But when you turn it around, it's like, no, God is, you know, this, maybe this terrible thing that you're dealing with, it's an opportunity. Right. He's at work. He is at work. He's and at you work. can see that. Absolutely. But that takes, you know, practice. Like in the, you reminded me before we started that practice has the word act in it. You know, it, it is a, it is an act of the will to humble ourselves. Right. And, you know, looping, looping myself back around, I started to talk about just that kneeling down, mm-hmm. that, that, physical body of reverence that physically we are kneeling before our our Lord and our God who is about to become present and that we humble ourselves in that way, that we pour out our desires and our will in order to be filled with his desires and his will. And we are then disposing ourselves to receive him with all humility and with all gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. I mean, how beautiful is that? Just this Thanksgiving that we have been invited to this banquet. Mm-hmm. Like, do we look at it as this beautiful invitation, this incredible opportunity to participate in the Mass in this way, to receive Him? I don't know. It just gives us a whole new light. And and going back to unworthiness, too, when I was reading that, I thought, boy, how often are we <laughs> scrambling to be worthy? Right. Right. Are mm-hmm. we, oh, I have to be this, or I want to be that, or in order for this relationship to work, I want to be worthy. But in God's eyes, we are mm-hmm. enough. Well, it goes back to your shoulds. I should do this. I should do that. Mm-hmm. But he sees us. He sees our heart. We are completely worthy in our brokenness, in our sinfulness. He wants to transform us. And it begins with humility. Unless we become like little children, 
and we look to him for everything that we need physically, spiritually, emotionally, materially. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is now. It's a tongue twister <laughs> if you're trying to say it with a lot of la la la's. But if we depend on him and trust in him for all of that, I think we will find that true joy mm-hmm. that comes. I had written down somewhere and I'm not sure where, so I, I, I can't. I can't um, can't pull source it out. this, mm-hmm. but that humility deepens the soul's capacity to receive the fullness of divine gifts. So that humility wow. is disposing us to those divine gifts that you were just speaking of. You know that God wants to shower on us. He want He wants to love us. He wants to give us that sense of worthiness. But without humility, we're not able to receive that. I love that, Katie. That's so simple. That's so simple, really. The mm-hmm. the disposing ourselves. Not easy. No, but simple. <laughs> right. I th- I feel like we say this every episode. Mm-hmm. Simple, but not easy. Mm-hmm. And in our simplistic approach, I do love also in um, Bishop Barron's Bible. He talks about in the way that he explains this. He says that the Beatitudes, the, a title that stems from a Latin noun meaning happiness or blessedness. And I love those blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And when you put those words in, it's the happiness that it brings. Mm -hmm. This poor in spirit, like, and I'm paraphrasing again, but it's like, blessed are those who are completely detached from worldly needs or thoughts or material things. And if we can this week really focus on the detachment from our will, our way, the way we see things, how they should go or how we want them to go, but really open ourselves up to letting God lead us Mm-hmm. Letting God direct our day and direct our path and finding that true happiness that comes from that. Right. Well, I think that goes back to the simple but not easy. We are the ones who complicate it. We are the ones who make it not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, like what you're suggesting and what you're encouraging us to do this week is keep it simple by make it easy by keeping it simple. Sure. Don't overcomplicate this. You know, God's just wanting our heart. He's wanting our trust. Um, I think we're the ones that make it not easy. Right. So, and also too, maybe this week that when we do receive Jesus in the Eucharist, that we really focus on the humility of coming before our Lord and our God, emptying ourselves of self and allowing him to fill us in our unworthiness that he will make us worthy and he does and believe that and to say that with conviction and to say Mm -hmm. that with true joy really like lord i'm not worthy but you are about to come and you can behold i make all things new Mm -hmm. it's an expectant joy absolutely saint john christism i can't say that very well (laughs) but he says that humility is the foundation of all virtue So as we go through this week or the next couple of weeks, let's just really focus on the blessedness that comes from being poor in spirit, that comes from depending on God in prayer for all things, for all that we need, and he will take care of it all. I love that.
Katie, do you want to end us with the St. Michael prayer? I do. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Until next time, JGs, know your faith, love your faith, and live it. Hey, this is Katie. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode of the Two Jesus Girls podcast. If you want to go deeper, visit our website at awakenyourfaith.org. And join our free AYF circle, where we bring community, programs, and content together in one place.